the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. Where's the dimwit in diapers? Embarrassing the nation himself, traitor and thief, the most obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic this country's ever had. And as we navigate the waters of American dark ages, the expectations that Chicagoans know so well, whenever there's a Democrat scumbag in office, you are either in the mafia and making money or you're hoping and navigating that you can somehow sustain and survive under a corrupt environment. That's been taken to the national level. So the idea that Mitt Romney isn't running, good, because Mitt Romney was a cohort of corruption his entire miserable existence. He's a second generation. His father was also a scumbag. So it wouldn't have mattered if Mitt Romney won in 2012. After all, Obamacare was built on the platform he uh, ruined Massachusetts with. In the meantime, there are some important numbers for the rest of us. The ones who actually make the world go around. Not the welfare roaches, not the Alexi Janulius mafia-connected scumbags. No, no, no. Me and you, the honest people of the world. And we've got some troubled waters. Let me get to Rick Santelli standing by at the CME in Chicago for the main event. Rick, uh, the numbers, please. Yes, the main event, the Consumer Price Index for the month of August. Headline expected up an aggressive six tenths, and the economist and analyst delivered up six tenths. Up six tenths. Last time we had up six tenths on a month over month was uh, uh, going way back. You have to go all the way back to February, February of. 2022 to find a bigger number uh, when it was up seven tenths actually in march it was up as well so now if we consider that the high water mark here in 2005 was up 1.2 yes we've made progress but this follows up two tenths of one percent strip out food and energy up three tenths of one percent year over year up 3.7 percent that is now listen the way that they get to this cook number is unrealistic at best the real cost for you and me is pathetic. It is an example of year over year and the rest of it. Since Joe Biden stole the election, since he stole and frauded the election with his cohorts of corruption, and we'll talk about the UAW after this, since he stole the election, our dollar has decreased about 17%. It's a massive increase. In the meantime, let's go to somebody who lost the uh, Harvard Endowment, $1.1 billion. And like every other Democrat, when they try to work in the real world, they lose. Jared Bernstein is a loser. He can't work anywhere else but in government. The problem is, he's arguably one of the most influential economists in government, and he is going to tell you how great you're doing. That the buying power of your paycheck is going up, and that's the kind of breathing room we're looking for here. The, 
Right. And, the, and, and this is right after an inflation that they're telling you since last year, this is the highest. What else do you got for us, you lying dog-faced pony soldier? I think that's what the... Uh, uh, Biden remembers from his John Wayne movies. So really, two very important values to this president. A much more fair, progressive tax code hitting only those above 400000 And if we're talking about some of these... See, and what he knows is that those people that are in the mafia, they don't care. Those people who are on welfare, you got a massive, massive raise this month. You got one last month. You've got one every month, as the welfare queen continues to tell us on a daily basis. So the welfare roaches, they're safe. The corrupt gangsters who get their contracts from government, safe. But the rest of us are drowning. And now he wants you to think, if you don't make 400000 you're not paying a tax. And what the people who vote Democrat are too stupid to figure out is that 17% increase is the tax, you fracking morons. And there's another little issue they can't seem to get away from. The child poverty rate in the U.S. has more than doubled just a year after dropping to historic lows. Whoa, 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 whoa. More than doubled? See, shouldn't that be the news on inflation and consumer price index? Because all of the attention, I can't help but notice from the Marxist mafia, when you hire these idiots like Brandon Johnson or these corrupt trust fund babies like that fat pig, uh, J.B. Pritzker, or pick one, pick, pick a Democrat. Let's go all the way up to Biden. Isn't it always about helping the kids? I'm going to help the kids. This doesn't seem like help, does it? Unless you like the kids poor. And then you realize when you're poor... You're just looking for a handout. This is how you build a base and how you build a future. This is why they're going to rule in perpetuity, why they've destroyed a once great city. A hundred years. Now they're used to it. They don't even care. Republicans don't have a chance of winning vote Democrat. And the sex scandals and the dope scandals and the union organized syndicate, it's all safe. Stephanie Sy takes a look at new census data out today and what led to this increase. Back in 2021, as the economy reeled from the pandemic, a one-year expansion of the child tax credit led to a historic 46% decline in the U.S. child poverty rate. It's an admission that when you give the actual parents their own money, you call it a tax credit. You basically keep their money. Now, does it manipulate to welfare for, for bust-out? Yes, it does. But it benefits the people who earn money anyway. So when they do that, the economy's good. When they take it away and they practice fascism, government supremacy, they turn the entire country into the once great city Chicago that now is reeling in mayhem in a post-apocalyptic hell zone. It dropped from 9.7% to 5.2%. New census data out today shows a dramatic reversal, with the rate of children in poverty skyrocketing to 12.4% in 2022. That's but that's not, what the, that's not what Jared Bernstein... Jared! Hey, Jared, you that lost $1.1 billion pretending to be a traitor. That's not what you said. One final question, and i got to be honest, uh, I don't know how you're going to answer it, so I'm kind of excited. Uh, so- Wrong. You have PCE and, and CPI. Uh, so we, we now have two inflation ports in a row where year over year the headline inflation number has gone up. You couple that with um, real average hourly wages are actually down since the day President Biden took office about 3%. So is that Bidenomics? Yeah, no, I, I, I think we have a disagreement on a fact there. So and, and we we have a disagreement on a fact. What? The fact never works in your favor. What you have is a swindle. Your entire resume is a swindle because you left out the part where you lost $1.1 billion when you traded Harvard's money. But somehow, the only place you could really thrive 
is government. Can certainly uh, show you uh, CEA's data on this. Uh, real wages uh, are up relative to before the pandemic. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter. You're going to argue with these people about anything? I got the fit. Here it is. Here, stupid. Look at it. Nah, it's not the truth. This is why I don't waste time with moron Democrats. So not going to get you heard you heard Jerry, uh, the chair of CEA, talk talk specifically about the economy, speak speak specifically about a major speech, a major speech that the president's going to do tomorrow on binomics. You've heard us talk about binomics and how we believe has turned uh, the economy around and just not from us, but from the data that we certainly have seen. It's irrelevant, the reality you have. So what is binomics turning around and what binomics is turning around is you're taking that crook county that how you doing? That Chicago, that New York, that half-assed, fat-ass gangster crew, and you're exporting it throughout the world. So the real story is the UAW right now, as we speak, is 48 hours away from shutting down the American Motor Company, which really only exists on our charity. So the union is a pass-through of corruption. That's why every couple of years you get $9.2 billion in grants, you get $5 billion. The car companies do not make money. They were crippled decades ago. By the UAW. But I want you to listen specifically to how they're striking, because this is reminiscent of the chance that took a once great paradise called Cuba and turned it into a prison island. It took the former Russian nation of wonderful people thriving even before the Bolsheviks, and it turned it into the Soviet Union. This is American communism brought to you by the UAW charity organization that exists on our charity, because all the other American car companies, the real ones, like Toyota and Honda, BMW, Mercedes, the ones that assemble the cars here with really good, honest, hardworking people that are not in the UAW, they're flourishing. The only ones that aren't are the UAW strapped ones. Yeah! This is in one of their revival meetings, their union hall meetings. And if you look around, looks like a bunch of CPS teachers. There isn't a one of them under 380 pounds. Not a one of them. They all got their red shirts on. And in the meantime, they're talking about how righteous they are to demand in excess of $80 an hour. Yeah, it goes on like that. They have no rhythm either. When workers ask for their fair share, it's always the end of the world. And, you know, um, no one, you know, the last four years in general. Okay, you know who this is, Squirrel? This is Short in the Pants Mafia member. His name's Sean something. It's irrelevant to me because every two, every 18 months, two years, two and a half years, Sean Fain, every two and a half years, one of these crooks goes to prison. So there's no real issue in learning their names. But he's going to spew this Marxism, this communism this stuff that would only be welcomed by you-know-who. It is my uh, real honor to welcome into our office the new president of the United Automobile Workers of America, Sean Fain. Hey, 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 commie. Hey, you communist. Shut up. We'll get to you later. In the last decade, these companies made a quarter of a trillion dollars in profit. In the last six months alone, they made $21 billion in profit. In the last four years, the price of cars went up 30%. CEO pay went up 40%. No one said a word. No one had any complaints about that. But now, God forbid that workers actually ask for their fair share. Fair share. A workers' fair share. 
Never have two words been put together that are more dangerous than fair share. Because what your idiot workers who give you their money, what they don't realize is you're all a bunch of scumbags. Well, despite pleas for leniency, former UAW GM Vice President Joe Ashton is headed to prison. Federal judge today said 30 months is enough time to alert others to avoid illegal union activity. You know what's funny? They never mentioned the hundreds of millions of dollars, the billions over time, that the UAW union short-in-the-pants mafia fat-ass useless thugs have stolen from their workers. That's never the focus. And it won't be the focus now because you're going to start hearing over the next 48 hours how, once again, we're going to have to ignore the fact that just Ford got $9.2 billion a week ago. Just ignore that. What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to save the worker party. Local 4 Business Editor Rob Maloney joins us live this evening with the very latest. Rod. Yeah, in his Zoom sentencing today, Joe Ashton, who's 72 years old, pleaded with the judge to spare him jail time for a couple of reasons. One, his wife has multiple sclerosis. Yeah, it's a sad story. But he's another fat-ass gangster. Here's some more, just from six months later. In the shadow of a widespread corruption investigation, the new leadership of the United Auto Workers is doing all it can to fend off a federal takeover. But as Local 4 business editor Rod Maloney reports tonight, all indications are that effort may fall short. See, because it's so corrupt and has been for so many decades that the actual workers wanted the government to take it over. The workers are just used to being slaves. So they don't know they do much better like the other real American car companies, Toyota and Honda, that hire real American workers and that are not subsidized. You know, and they're all over the country, mainly in states not like Illinois, because the Democrat mafia won't let anything open up that isn't union heavy. Kind of like the communists all around the world. And the new secretary treasurer, Margaret Mock. Uh, congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't have to tell uh, any of our friends uh, out in cyberspace that working families all over this country are struggling. That real. Yeah, here's another guy. What about Bidenomics? It's always the same bulldung. When they want to unite and take more government power, then it's the worker party. When the reality of the fact, wherever they touch, whoever they help lives in ghettos, then forget about it. So here's the good news. The good news is that today, a cohort of corruption who pretended to be a Republican, finally is going to step aside and just wait to be Jesus on the next planet. You know, contrary to a lot of expectations, I enjoy my work in the Senate a good deal. The last few years have been particularly productive as I was able to help lead and negotiate the bipartisan infrastructure law, a comprehensive China strategy process, religious liberty protections, a compromised gun safety law, the Electoral Count Act reform, and emergency COVID relief funding. <laughs> Everything he's excited about is the same thing Bernie Sanders is excited about. Because there is no two-party system. There's just the duopoly of government supremacy. And it's good to see one of the oligarchs step into retirement. He's got his magic pants on. He'll be Christ on the next planet. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So they were able to revive Squishy Pants, the traitor and thief from his nappy pool. 
They got him out, and it didn't go as well as, uh, well, it never really goes well, but there are no standards anymore. And ensure that each, we reach the historical underserved communities. Historically, and there's a lot of underserved communities. As a matter of fact, when I, my work on trying to move on the environment and global warming, there's a lot of fence line communities that... Uh, I wonder if global warming's a big thing with the kids that are starving double than last year. Double. And um, I think what annoys me isn't the fact that Jared Bernstein is his economic advisor. That actually makes sense. It's that there's so many. Their bench is so deep of failures and frauds that could only have jobs in governments. Here's a guy named Ian Sams, who is a peculiar-looking fella and uh, full of bulldunk, so he's got a bright future in government. The president has a lot to be proud of and a lot to run on. He's delivered some of the most consequential achievements and economic progress in generations with the Inflation Reduction Act, the infrastructure bill, the CHIPS bill, which is opening new factories and creating new manufacturing jobs around the country. That's what he's going to be talking about. Wait, Squirrel, isn't that what Mitt Romney was talking about? I know. I think I heard the exact same thing. You know, contrary to a lot of expectations, I enjoy my work in the Senate a good deal. The last few years have been particularly productive as I was able to help lead and negotiate the bipartisan infrastructure law, a comprehensive China strategy process, uh-huh. religious liberty protections, Ooh. a compromised gun safety law, Which one the Electoral Count Act reform Chip. and emergency COVID relief funding. Huh. I was also able to help secure key Utah priorities, hmm. including funding for Hill Air Force Base and its program to modernize our nuclear deterrent as well as funding for wildfire prevention, water infrastructure, rural broadband, removal of uranium tailings from Moab, expansion and restoration of our highway and transit infrastructure. All spending. It would have made zero difference if this buffoon with his magic pants would have won or Barack Obama in 2012. That's why I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. When the Republicans are the same as the Democrats. That's why this time, do not be lured into compromising with the lesser of two evils. Mitt Romney and the Dimwood and Diapers celebrate the same spending spree that bankrupted our nation. So what's his disagreement then with any of this, right? I mean, if Ian Sams, he might as well be a spokesman for, uh, for Mitt Romney and the Republicans. Well, I think you've seen the president leading by example. The president, when he ran for office and when he took office, has committed to the independence of the Justice Department as it conducts its investigations. Sure, Mitt Romney's in for that. They're all the same. What's the difference? I think Mitt actually has a more expensive suit. See, his pappy was also a political whore. George in Naperville. Yeah, why did Mitt forget uh, the reminiscing about all the hard work he did to destroy Donald Trump? Well, why doesn't he talk about the platform that Obamacare is built on or the success of Obamacare as it has destroyed the quality of health care in this country? Thank you very much, George. That's why it's more important to stick to principles than compromise them. Before you know it, you get a mitt. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know, Squirrel, I love business. I love the idea you can start with nothing and make yourself into something. But I like real business. I don't like that mafia bull dung. I never did fat asses. I can't stand them. It's funny when you listen to Mitt Romney talk, though. Mitt Romney, who has accomplished Gatsangul, 
with his entire career. Everywhere he touched, starts in Michigan, goes to the East Coast, Massachusetts, then goes to the Mormon counties. And he couldn't get reelected anywhere. Ran for president. And it was at that time I realized just what a fraud anybody that would tell you he would be better than Obama really was. And this is when you realize there is no compromising with failure. There's just failing. And federal studies to save the Great Salt Lake. I've spent my last 25 years in public service of one kind or another. At the end of another term, I'd be in my mid-80s. Frankly, it's time for a new generation of leaders. They're the ones that... We should go over his net worth. And then I'd like to focus a little bit on when he was a corporate raider and the political connection between his father, also a senator, governor. There's a couple things, wasn't he? The old man was a longtime political whore. And I'd love to see the correlation. I'll bet you the only difference is cracking hookers between Hunter and Mitt. The need to make the decisions that will shape the world they will be living in. Now, we face critical challenges. Mounting national debt, climate change, and the ambitious authoritarians of Russia and China. And America, Mitt, like you. You've been in every boondoggle, every swindle, and you walk around with that stick up your ghoul. Must be the burlap underpants. And you pretend you're accomplished something. You are part of the problem. The good news is you're gone. Neither President Biden nor former President Trump are leading their party to confront those issues. On deficits and debt, both men refuse to address entitlements, even though they know that this represents two-thirds of federal spending. Here he is again, the victim, the whole time at the table. I don't know how we got here. Because you, you whore, you rubber-stamped everything, like Nancy Pelosi. You just did it with your magic pants on. Donald Trump calls global warming a hoax. And President Biden offers feel-good solutions that make no difference to the global climate. On China, President Biden underinvests in the military, and President Trump underinvests in our alliances. Political motivations too often. You know, all these guys who want climate change, where were you when we blew up Nord Stream 2? Just among some of our atrocities. You were in on it, huh, Mitt? Impede the solutions that these challenges demand. The next generation of leaders must take America to the next stage of global leadership. While I'm not running for re-election. What about American leadership? You know, I can't tell you how excited I am that this moron lost. I'm not retiring from the fight. I'll be your United States senator until January of 2025. Oh. I will keep working on these and other issues. and I'll You buried the lead, Mitt. I'm stuck with your crooked ass for two more years? Ah, who gives a rip? That's how you just get rid of the clip. Then. Brian Gurney. Hey, Sean. Isn't it funny how Kevin McCarty found time to start the impeachment inquiry after being pushed by Matt Gates? And with the FBI holding this information, the CNN reporter claims there is no, there is no crime with the Biden family, even though the FBI had the last house since 2019. Isn't it funny? Well, you know what else is funny? You hear, you hear this, this whore, Mitt Romney. You hear this oh. traitor to our beliefs the whole time running for president in 2012. Tea party and the They're never going to remove Joe Biden. See, Mitt Romney has been cozy with Biden for 40 years, Mo. 40 years! 
You think he's not in on the same bulldog? They're hoping he gets away with it. They love the time it's going to take. This is theater for me and you. The only thing Mitt's mad at is he didn't steal as much in the most recent years. His took some time. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Rich, Indiana Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Good. Listen, Sean, now that the Republicans are going to have this impeachment inquiry, um, the Democrats are going to ask the media to call out the Republicans for disinformation against Biden. What, what makes you think they have? What, oh, what makes you think they have to ask them? What makes you think they have to ask them? You know, the most aggravating thing about this, Rich, is this information. This has been here for eight years. Eight years we've known about it. Okay, so this the media, the media. There is no media. There is government thievery and the people who protect them. The media is comes in one or two or three or five little entities that constantly attack government. But there is no real media. And by the way, the Democrats, they're not worried one iota. Joe Biden will be there till he takes a dirt nap. And that's the only way he's getting out. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. He's like Mitt Romney with a little more clarity in his voice. These sorts of poking around inquiries are nothing but a wild goose chase. There is no evidence of any criminality or wrongdoing by Joe Biden. There is zero evidence of any malfeasance on the part of President Joe Biden. There's no evidence so far that ties. Now, you know, here, this is from Peter Schweitzer a decade ago. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. By the way, line of communication, all of these politicians who say there's no evidence, they knew about all of the phony spending, you know, the kind where Joe Biden's brother was in charge of building houses in Iraq. They know not one, not one house was ever built by Joe Biden's brother. They also know that a billion five went out the door. Now, why wouldn't they turn him in 20 years ago? Why wouldn't they turn him in? Because they want in. Now, the Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its I wonder, did Mitt Romney, did Mitt Romney work that all out in his Chinese bill? Where's Mitt, you traitor? Jim and Lyle. Sean, like you, I'm a student of history, not quite as good as you, but I'm pretty good. So um, you may recall that... When his father, George Romney, was Michigan governor, he was really uh, kind of high up there with the Republican Party and was in the 1968 presidential primary contest with Reagan. and Nixon. Well, he, he was a, an enemy of Goldwater, though. Exactly. But yeah. he was forced to withdraw because, I don't know if you remember, comments that were attributed to him that were proved to be true, that he was brainwashed about Vietnam. And that was a whole hell of a balloon. and it caused big, big, big kerfuffle in the primary, and he was forced to withdraw. But actually, in 1968, he was like considered uh, is an equal to Ronald Reagan, if you can believe that. Yeah, he was always a fraud, in my opinion. I've always looked into the money aspect, and if you take a look at the companies that Mitt Romney raided, they all had intervention. They all had issues with the government. Mitt Romney exploited that relationship 
and made tens, if not hundreds of millions doing it. And that's why he bounced around. That's why when he was questioned about his, his history, when he was running in 2012, it all kind of went away. And nobody really yeah, explored. Recall, well, how, you know, when he was with Bain Capital and Raiden Companies, and, yeah. you know, uh, I, it, it, plus anybody who started Romney Care before there was even Obamacare, what, what, what were we doing? Jim, do you know what a smash and grab? You hear me talk about it when we talk about Barack, who likes him big and round. And when we talk about the yeah. for-profit education, it was really brilliant to see how he used the power of government to drive down the prices. His friends came in and bought him. And then all of a sudden, he alleviated all the regulations, and they thrived and made money. And they still own him to this day, like Phoenix University and the rest. You think that, do you think that Barack started that? Or do you think that that's been around for 200 years? And do you think that maybe Bain Capital partook in any of that? I think so, too. Thank you very much, Jim. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Love me two times, baby. In the meantime, Squirrel, I've got a lot of useless information in my head. You want to know about a really good Bain Capital story? I love this story, Squirrel. You're going to love it, too. Bain Capital was notorious for grabbing companies that were down on their luck or pretty much had receivables they couldn't collect. And, you know, they were they were behind the times. Back then, there was a problem with the borrowing money. It wasn't like it is today where any talking dog can get money. So they would acquire these little companies, and they would fluff them up. And they would sell them. More often than that, they would sell them to government-connected companies. Well, there was a company, very interesting. What was the name of it? I think it was like it was like the Omen. Oh, it was Damon Cap. Er, Damon, Damon Capital Corporation. Damon Corporation. What Damon Corporation used to do, Squirrel, is medical testing. Very vague, right? Medical testing. It turns out Bain Capital starts to acquire a little bit of the debt. Then it acquires more. Then it grabs a big portion of ownership. At the same time, they end up marketing. The company. The company is bought by new owners. Ta-da! And in the meantime, they've got some contracts with the government. That's another way. All of the companies Bain Capital acquired always had some connection to the government. So they got, and, and they, they make a ton of money. I mean, a ton of money. They fluff it up and they sell it based on the contracts it has with the government. Well, it turns out, Squirrel, after the sale, after the sale, the new company kind of discovers some troubling Numbers and some troubling results. It turns out that Damon Corporation, medical testing company, was later found guilty of defrauding the government. But Bain Capital never implicated. They didn't know nothing. I had no idea. I totally believe him. Don't you believe Mitt Romney? I mean, after all, he's been so honest. I absolutely believe him. He's like Hunter without the crack smoking and the hookers. Alex in Batavia. Hey, Sean. Happy Wednesday. Um, we call it Hump Day Harris here, but happy Hump Day Harris. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Thank hey, you. I just wanted to say um, I watched a little a portion of a clip of uh, Alexi Janulius. Slimy like Mitt. Yeah. That's right. While talking about the banning of books, and Senator uh, John Kennedy read some excerpts. Yeah. And I, he's, Janulius is always talking about, you know, how his <clears throat> – parents are immigrants and how they worked hard and we all do that too right yeah but i just would ask him you know would your parents when you were growing up would they want you bringing these books home 
you know, to read as a child. Alex, and Alexei Janulius and his brother, the bank collapse cost the American people $328 million, and he walks around like he's rich. He's just a politically connected scumbag like Mitt Romney. The only difference is Alexei will not be Jesus on the next planet. Al in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was calling him uh, say that Romney and Obama are pretty much close. If you look at their records, what I call them Obama and Rombama is so much alike. Yeah. When Romney was governor of Massachusetts, he passed more gun control and, like Obama, pro government health care, pro homosexual, pro abortion. I think Romney is one of the slimiest, most two faced creatures around. He is, but he could still win a fist fight with his old lady, unlike Barack, who will get his ass kicked. Thank you very much, Al. Appreciate the call. It's all very, very systemically corrupt, isn't it? But um, isn't that what you expect? I mean, don't you really expect that when Democrats are in office? Joe Biden to any of this. This has been looked at. We've looked at it. Other people have looked at it. The House Republicans have looked at it, and they've produced no evidence of that. You've got a, a crush of Republican voices saying there's no there there. There's just no evidence. So Wrong. this is all smoke and no. How many of these scallywags know about Damon Corporation? I mean, these are all Democrats. How many of them know about it? See, the reality is, I think they all do, Squirrel. Unlike everybody else who says, no, 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 no. No, they do. And you know what they're looking for in their off hours? The next Damon Corporation. They're not offended by political corruption. That's why they're protecting the most obvious thief this country ever had in any office, from your local mayor all the way to Washington, D.C. Fire. There is no evidence to back an impeachment. What a waste of time and money. Oh, that's our very own. That's little Dick Durbin. And I believe his portly wife, lobbyist. Oh, yes. See, it's okay when they're public figures, Squirrel. You can make fun of them. Not only that, you can think it when you look at a picture of her. In the meantime, this man hands, she's a lobbyist, but she only deals with not national, so they, he, she doesn't use the influence of the guy she's sleeping with, hopefully. The guy she's sleeping with. In the meantime, it seems everybody who's hired her, they all get federal money. And you're really a, a reckless. If Donald Trump... Yeah, I'm talking to you, Naperville. You think I don't know what you do? Scoundrels? Scumbags? We're not demanding impeachment. Does anybody think this would be going on? The truth is that the president, as he has said publicly for years, uh, calls his family every day to check in. Yeah, how you doing? Did you put the coke down? Where's the whores? We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I have to tell you, I did not hear of my next guest until last night when the lovely Honey Bunny sent me a text message. I then started to look into him. The more I looked into him, the more I liked him. It's an interesting system we have in this country. We're told that it is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. However, there is a duopoly, a cartel, that holds off the way in which people can run for office, in particular on a national stage. He is running as a Republican. I want you to hear a little bit about him. 
I am pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-family, pro-freedom, pro-American worker. I I am anti-woke. I am anti-China. I really do question whether or not we have to send $100 billion over to the Ukraine when we're going broke here. And the reality of life is that we live in the greatest country the world has ever known, and I want to keep it that way. There's something else you should know. He started poor, and he worked his way into the American dream. He's somebody to be proud of. We're going to put him on the grill a little bit and see if we can uh, support him all the way. He is Perry Johnson. Mr. Johnson, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Fantastic, and thank you for having me. Well, you know, I I, I have to tell you, um, I love your story, and the reason I love your story is that I realize what's happened to our nation is that we've been sold an illusion of a republic. And the duopoly and the cartel system of uh, Republican-Democrat establishments have turned us to where we are today, where the people are stupefied, where they are numb to the fact that the government has been bankrupting us and destroying the quality of our currency, and slowly turning us into that Chicago citizen where, before you know it, your hope is that the mafia likes you. Because the mafia is not two Italian guys talking about Monday Night Football. It's the American Democrat Party specifically and half of the Republicans. That's how I see it. I'm wondering how you see it, because you've been toiling with politics for a little while now. In fact, you couldn't have put it more eloquently. (laughs) Never did I believe that we lived in this system, because I always believed that in America you had freedom and that anything was possible. It was just up to you. And... In fairness, in the capitalist world in which we live, that is true. Because in business, you don't have that. In business, you really do have the ability to go out there, work hard. Well, Perry, when you you started, you did. But you have to tell the people you started years ago when you were a young man because you had nothing. And you really came on to an idea that saved the American people a tremendous amount of not just money, but you really made the American car industry much, much better. I mean, I think you should take credit for that. Why don't you tell them your story of how you started your business, which is fascinating to me. Well, <laughs> here's the deal. I grew up in a middle-class family. My parents didn't have a lot of money, but I did have a wonderful childhood. And my parents loved this country. My dad was actually a pilot in World War II, and my mom was a nurse in the Army Wax, and they met in Europe at a New Year's Eve party, which was the biggest break of my life. And from the beginning of time, they told me that in America, anything is possible. Now, it is true that they didn't have the money to send me to college, but I worked in the steel mill, and I worked at Lever Brothers, and I ended up getting through college. And then in grad school, it was a little tougher because I was getting eviction notices on pretty much a regular basis. I couldn't pay my rent. And there were times when I literally couldn't even afford a sub sandwich. But I did get through that, too. And I landed a job in the auto industry in the 80s. And that was a time when the auto industries were, they were in tremendous trouble because the Japanese had come in with tremendous quality and they were killing us. And back then, in the auto industry, we used to have people at the end of the line that would check the product. If it wasn't any good, they would either throw it out or rework it. And I knew that wasn't going to work. Now, my background was mathematics. And I knew, at least I thought I knew how to solve the problem. 
And so I left Borg Warner and I started my first company. And what I did was to introduce statistical methods in the auto industry. And I had them actually manually make control charts. But they had computers to be able to compute the moving average and to check variability. They had to actually make these charts by hand. And I taught the people on the line how to make the control charts in the moving average. I taught them statistics. And they used it. And they could then monitor the variation. So we started in the beginning of the process, and we systematically ironed out variation. And you know what? In four or five years, we didn't need those inspectors. We had the best quality in the world. And I said, why not quality as a way of life? And so I had this idea. And I wrote a book on ISO 9000, the quality standard. And it took off like hotcakes. And now Perry Johnson Registrars and Perry Johnson Laboratory Accreditation do business in 61 countries around the world. And, and I, this I, I is the, the key. Drink. This is the key. Because what you did was void of government uh, 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 charity, of a government contract, of a government inner deal. What you did is actually save the American auto parts system and manufacturing for that matter. Because here's, the, here's why I like you so much. My grandfather was the number two Delco distributor in Illinois. All right. In the 40s, he opened up a, a little shop called Auto Electric, and it was all about quality. And I remember from the 70s in the UAW when they started to slump and how they were getting their ass kicked by Toyota and Honda and all the rest of it. And I remember the turnaround. I just didn't realize it was because of your system. So you take that system and you make everything better and you make a tremendous amount of money. Why now are you coming off the bench? And is it because you can't stand what you see? The way I do, I'm curious. Yes, because we have the greatest country the world's ever known. I mean, in America, anything was possible. And I admit I live the American dream. I have three boys. I have the most wonderful wife on the planet. I live the American dream. My oldest child started college last year. And I have two 14-year-olds that now started high school. So I'm at a point in my life when I can now do something for the country. I'm not looking for money. In fact, I, if I'm elected president, I don't need any money. I'll, I'll forego, I'll work for two cents or zero, if whatever they'll let me work. The bottom line is, this country is going broke, literally broke. Yes. And, and this, our this, way of life will be a thing of the past if we don't stop it right now. See, Think and this about is what's going on. Oh, we are listen, it's my job. million dollars in debt. Uh. 33 trillion. They're never so vast people can't relate to it. But they can relate to this. We only collected 3.9 trillion in taxes last year, and our indebtedness is over 800% more than we collected in a year. And our total amount that we're paying in interest right now is over nine. We paid over $900 billion in interest, which is more than we spent in national defense. That is more than any time in history. And right now we're having to borrow money. At astronomical rates. Do you know you could now buy a U.S. Treasury for over 5%? The two-year Treasury was over 5% today. And you could buy three-month bonds at 5.47%. So that means the government's paying over 5% in interest. Yeah. Now, 5% on $33 trillion is one point, work that out, it's $1.65 trillion. So on $33 trillion, we're spending 40% of what we take in in a year just in the interest on our debt if we have to pay those rates. Well, Perry, that you're, is why you're a mathematician. 
You're a mathematician, so you know it's a Ponzi scheme. You know it's a Ponzi scheme that could not exist if we were not the world currency, and we're printing it up unrealistically. We're losing supporters. We're losing countries that used to think of us as a nation that had integrity and had principles. It's obvious we don't. And we have to change the trajectory. I think the only problem you have is that there's a small group of people that get it. The rest of the people don't care because their welfare checks are be- are bigger and the omnibus bills are insane. And they target their spending and they're building their base through corruption. The same way the Chicago Democrat mafia destroyed the once great city, once great county of Cook, of which you were born in, and the once great state of Illinois. So my problem is they took that business model of corruption and they sold it to too many people. And the problem well, is the Republicans went now? along with it. What's that? Well, but the only reason we have inflation now is that the government decided to throw four and a half trillion dollars into the economy without any goods and services. Otherwise, there would be no inflation. Yeah, of course. And, and, and we got use in a bipartisan way. And I just played Mitt Romney's retirement speech, which won't take effect for two more years, which I you know, I can't get over. But I, we just played. He was in on every spending bill. He was excited. Yeah. Those were his major accomplishments. So you have sixty to seventy percent of Republicans that are either stupid or in on the scam. You got a very small window. Are they helping you run, or are they freezing you out? And I please keep in mind, I already well, know the that answer. Throws me out. You realize that I made the debate stage based on the qualifications. So I had the polls, I had 54,000 donors, and I met all the criteria that were laid out in order to be on the stage, and Ron Romney calls me at 11 o'clock, maybe it was 11.10 on Monday night after I had finished practicing for the debate, and said that she decided to disqualify two of the polls. So one of the polls, she said she's disqualified because it's the McLaughlin poll, and McLaughlin had worked for President Trump at one time. So therefore, that doesn't count. And then she said the victory strategic. Well, the reason we're going to disqualify that is that it was a regionally balanced poll. And when they went and sampled, only 38 of the states were actually sampled. Meanwhile, she did not have any record on the number of states for the other pollsters, because in a national poll, when you're only polling 830 out of what, 100 yeah. million? Your probability is exceedingly remote that you're ever going to get an individual, yet alone get Please. even 45 or 46 states. So how many states do most people get Perry, Mitt, randomly Mitt, selected? They Mitt, don't know. Romney, Mitt Romney's niece, Velvet, roped you. That's all she did. She didn't like the cut of your, your, your jacket. She didn't like your shirt color. And she didn't like what you were preaching, so she kept you out. That's the way I see it. I see it no other way. But the, what, I, what else I see is what a magnanimous person you are and how you stand for principle. You're doing something I think people need to be aware of, and I know you're not going to tell me unless I ask you about it. And that's um, defend them, pack, Because the greatest atrocity in this country is that our opinion is under attack from our government, and we can't have one that the government doesn't have. And what I see when I see the people being wrongfully prosecuted is politically persecuted. And that's what I call those defendants from January 6th. And the time they're given, being from the city of Chicago, where you could shoot into a crowd and walk out on the street six hours after the police get you, is disgusting to me. But you started something I'd like you to tell the people about. Well... I live in the state of Michigan, and these 16 people that are accused in Michigan are not activists. They're just people that love this country. They volunteer their time, they volunteer their efforts, and they go out there, and 
they're not they're not doing anything wrong. They just are out there doing what they're what they're asked to do because if there's a problem in the courts and the court happened to rule that these elections were not run properly, then we have to have some electors. And that was all that happened. Now, these people uh, are just suffering because we have many of them that are living on Social Security. Well, they're older Their people. Income might be yeah. forty or 50000 a year, and they can't defend themselves. They don't have the money. So it costs one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 to hire an attorney to defend them. And they just can't afford it. These poor people are really desperate. The so one you start crying so desperately. You start the defend them pack out of your own pocket. You start it, and you're willing to match I, I'm, donations. I'm willing to match up to a million dollars to support these people because, frankly, it's a travesty what's happening. It is just not right, and everybody is entitled to a defense. And we can't start using our legal system as the weaponizing tool. It really, it's what they do in Russia. It's what they do in China. It's what they do in a communist country, not America. Perry, I have to tell you, I like you. I like that you're rubbing. And I tried to look into your background. I tried to look in your background, and I tried to find something that I could tear you apart on. Because that's what I did with Vivek Ramaswamy, the pump-and-dump biotech scam that he had. I think it's a, it's, it's a shame. And the only thing that I disagree with you. I only disagree with you on one thing. And that was, I saw you interviewed, and you said you'd support whoever the Republicans put forward. And the reason I disagree with you is, I'm fully aware that you will be velvet roped, that you will be put on the sidelines, that you will have the very party that is supposed to be fighting the mafia do what the Illinois Democrats do, protect their own so they could get a corporatist fraud like Mitt Romney in there. That's my only disagreement in the whole thing of Perry Johnson. What's that? What's that? You really think we're going to be better off having Biden in office? Oh, no, bro. Perry, of course not. Of course not. But what I also think is that our electoral system, after what I saw on 2020, has been bastardized. And there is very little integrity except in very well-run states. You want to know something, Perry? I'm to the point now where I'm an advocate for either changing the name to the USSA, because we are a Soviet society and that's the way the Democrats like it, or we implement strict and absolute voter integrity laws. Otherwise, I'm really not going to get that excited about 2024, because one thing I learned being a Chicago Democrat, it's like, it's like Stalingrad. The results are what they tell you they are. <laughs> so i want you to just say you know you'll come down here to florida with me and, and and make red states redder because the reality is these blue states like the corruption that's why you see what you see before you well look at what look at michigan look at what happened i know i know i can't believe you like the cold up there you should at least come down here for the election but in oh, the meantime now, I, we have no, probably the most magnificent summers on the planet. I know, I know. They don't, they don't get a lot better. And, I, you know, I grew up in Chicago. So you and I both know that if you lived in Chicago, when you moved to Michigan, the, the climate almost seems like you're in Florida. By yeah, comparison. I just hope you're not in the south part at a tavern at that stray dog. You might bump into a daily and that'll ruin your meal. In the meantime, where can the people <laughs> go to find out more about you? Uh well, thanks so much. Uh, it's been really quite enjoyable. But we have a great country, and let's not give up on the country. No, I'm not going to give up. 
Uh, and what, remember, remember, once America's gone, there is no more America. No, I agree. Well, it's guys like you that'll save it. There's no question in the kids you're inspiring that you have, that you're showing them how to do the right thing. Now, I know about PerryJohnson.com. Is there anywhere else the people, the listeners can go to support you? Uh, yes. Yes, you've got DefendThem.net is where you donate to defend them. And if you go to PerryJohnson.com slash backstage, you'll get to see the reality series that I was running because I wanted people to see what it's really like running for president. And it was on Newsmax every Sunday at 9 o'clock. So the reality of that is that it is an amazing kind of experience because the people in America are really wonderful. Yes. So and, the people you know, are wonderful. We have to make sure that we don't have the powers to be deciding our faith. And now, unless you're part of the establishment, they don't want you there. Nobody just, wants me because I'm funding my own campaign. I'm not beholden to anyone. And what I want to do is cut their power because I want to shrink the government. The government has too much money, too much power, too much influence in our lives. And by the way, they spend every penny in their budget every year to make sure that they get more money the next year. And that is not a reasonable way to run anything. And you know what else I love about you? One thing, I criticized Trump on a lot of things. But the one thing I loved about him, I loved a couple of things. His energy policy I thought was fantastic. I loved oh, his foreign policy. Doubt. I loved his foreign policy. In my book, Two Cents to Save America, we should be yes. making as much oil as possible because nobody in the world does a better job of extracting and refining oil than the United States. In fact, the environmental standard is ISO 14,000. I wrote the book on that. And yeah. a lot of the stuff that you're reading is just complete BS. Because in the United States, when we extract and refine oil, they don't understand how good of a job we do. And when we ended up buying from Russia, we ended up contaminating the earth. Because when they go and do their work, it's, it's so bad. In fact, when they convert to national ga natural gas, they put five times the amount of methane in the air than we do. And yeah. yet, that was our approach. So when we stopped the drilling on federal lands and we had to take Biden to court, we hurt the earth. We hurt everybody. Yeah. And then we ended up giving them $61 billion to fund the war in Ukraine. And so then we say, okay, we're now going to defend Ukraine. And we give them now it's up to $140 billion. And we're blowing and up we everything. No plan. We have yeah. no accounting for that money. This is and, nuts. And you believe in diplomacy. You don't want to be in war, right? Of course. But... I will tell you, I want you to think about it. Is it even reasonable to give somebody $140 million and not have any accounting as to where that money's going? Perry, well, I, knew they were gonna, I knew they were going to give him money when Joe Biden was vice president and bragged about how he was manipulating that corrupt country. See, the former Soviet Union is corrupt, but I don't want to see mayhem in war. And the other thing I don't want to see is the American government put our boys at risk in a sneaky nonsense war between oligarchs. And from what I can tell, I think you're uh, aligned with me. Of course. What about, what is it going to be like Afghanistan where we go to war for, what was it, almost 15 years and then we just 20. leave all the equipment over there, 56, $60 billion in equipment for the enemies to take, and then we let 13 of our people die because we decided to get out of there before we even protect them? PerryJohnson.com. I'll tell you what, Perry, I like you. Thank you very much for making time for me. Well, thank you very much, and enjoy life. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Sadly, there's only a couple of guys running for office I'd even want to talk to, and that was one of them. No question about it. I don't know if it matters with uh, Romney's niece in there with the velvet rope. I don't think it matters that much. Greg and the Grange. Hey, how you doing? I mean, that was an excellent interview. I mean, and, and that's what that's what's so stunning to me: the common sense approach by a man who wants to be a citizen legislator and run the government from the citizenry, a self-made man, selfless by setting up a charity. These are the kind of men we need. Exactly. Who probably, yeah, who probably would have not run. Had the had had the, had the country not been in absolute decline, you know, you, you you heard him talk about his parents, right? And it's it's something when you have that kind of pride and you've taken advantage of what the dream is. Now, no matter how old you are, you're like, I got to do something. I got to change something. This is a guy who probably wanted to enjoy himself, enjoy his success, but he realizes there's nobody really talking about the truth of what needs to be fixed. And when you look at what Trump's intentions were and take away the last year, you realize the system is set up to protect itself from a guy like Trump again. And that's probably why Perry Johnson knows they're going to successfully destroy Donald Trump. They're going to successfully destroy him and make it so that you have these two these two guys running again. And then when Trump gets robbed again, well, he got robbed the first time. What's going to change? Nothing. So he probably said, look, I want to be an alternative. I want to figure out if I can do my part. Or even if he gets tapped, you know what he wants to do? He wants to cut government across the board. He wants to argue for peace. He wants to make these bureaucracies responsible in a responsible budget. How many people know what's going on just in the TSA, that fraud organization that that is, where they're all dressed like Gaddafi? You think anybody's paying attention to that? I don't think so. It's it's absolutely amazing to me, a guy like that, who comes out of the shadows like you said he did and like he said he did. Yeah. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. And I think the takeaway here again is the NRC gets nothing ever. They're no. nothing. They're, They're grifters. Romney. They're grifters. And all they do is collect money for their own special interests and their own pet projects. They get nothing ever. They don't represent. Greg, me. I wish I had more represent- time. So you could know a little bit more about this guy. What this guy did is revitalize the quality of American cars. That's literally what this man did. And he started in the 80s, in the early 80s. And he could just, he, this guy doesn't need any of this. He could take his family, go off and just, you know, capitalize on it and watch it from the sidelines. That's what I like about him. That's what, that, and that's exactly why when I called Carlene and I said, hey, what book did he write? I'm going to read his book because this guy is exactly yeah. what I want. This guy echoes exactly what I believe in. Thank yeah, you, Sean. Thank you, Greg. It certainly isn't uh, Chris Christie, the fat bastard. And when it comes to what's going on in government bureaucracies, this is from, how many people are paying attention to this? You know those idiots that are dressed like Gaddafi? Especially at O'Hare. The connected Democrat, how are you doing? They get the job in the TSA, and they they sit around and wait for break. A win for TSA employees after a long battle for better pay. Airport security workers are getting up to a 30% pay bump. That's the first. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say 30%? This is from six months ago. To do what? To sniff my uh, my wife's clothes? 
First major raise since the sub-agency was created in 9-11's wake. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas and Mississippi Representative Benny Thompson joined TSA leaders at Reagan National Airport to celebrate the labor improvements, including expanded collective bargaining. Ooh, how you doing? What do you mean I'm being too hard on him? Didn't you see what just happened three days ago, Squirrel? Here's a couple of Qaddafi-dressed TSA agents who like to not only sniff the underwear of strangers, but take their items. Prosecutors say this video shows the two agents involved in action. You can see in this video the two appear to be casually going through a pocket of that black bag. When one agent walks away, the other appears to take something from the bin and put it in his pocket. Wait, wait you mean the 30% raise wasn't enough? No, huh, Qaddafi? And in this video, the agent appears to put his hand in a Louis Vuitton bag and pull something out of the pouch, setting the item to the side. Later down the conveyor belt, the same agent is seen grabbing that item before it gets screened. This happened in July. I think they have a lot of nerve because don't they realize that they're on camera? These are places. Well, why, why would they? Why do you think they have a lot of nerve? What's the success? I believe when they try to sneak weapons by and test them, what do they have a 90 percent fail rate? Don't worry. Only in government do you get more money for being a failure. That they were the, these employees were the lowest paid federal employees that we have. And it's just unfortunate and unfair. Fire every one of them. Every one of them. With that said, TSA's 2024 budget uh, request includes $1.1 billion for pay increases for TSA work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. $1.1 billion for pay increases? Oh, what a sweet gig this is. Think about it next time you see these love handles on their heads sitting at O'Hare ruining your day. Force. While I am supportive of the TSA workforce, many members of our committee would prefer to take a targeted approach with potential pay increases. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're a little late to the dance. Targeted approach is all over now that they got collective bargaining. And in the meantime, what's it going to take to fire them? Well, it's going to take a lawyer. Because these two thieves aren't going to lose their jobs. That are monitored so much that, you know, I mean, what are they thinking? They're going to be seen doing what they're doing. According to the arrest report, 33-year-old Labarius Williams, 20-year-old Josue Gonzalez, and 22-year-old Elizabeth Foster were the officers engaging in this scheme. And at one point, they were seen removing $600 from a passenger's wallet while the passenger was in the screening process. Police say that... Yeah. That's not bad enough. I had some fat slob feel me up the last time I went through. Sadly, he had to go home and tell his significant other he's not a man anymore. Miles on 294. Hey, Sean, it didn't get a lot of uh, press, but Biden's visit to Vietnam and the Great Deal also included a purchase of uh, Boeing airplanes by the Vietnamese. That's deja vu with John Kerry selling out to the Iranians. And the same payoff to Boeing with 50 yeah. airplanes. And why can't they just have a direct, you know, bribe to Boeing without the middleman and all this stuff? It does explain, Miles, why nobody wants to talk about diplomacy, because when we spend $128 billion, aside from the walking around cash that the upper echelon of Ukraine steals, Boeing and the other warmongering profiteers, they get a direct contribution immediately. It's good news for Halliburton, for Boeing. And which one did, uh, did uh, uh, Lloyd Austin work for? Was that Raytheon? Raytheon. In fact, aren't they, aren't they really just salesmen for those defense contractors? It does explain, though, Miles, we can't. The, the Pentagon now, after Rumsfeld told us, you know, right before a plane hit the budget office, I think we're up to $6 trillion that the Pentagon can't find. 
Thank you very much. It does explain why they don't want good people, especially mathematicians, taking office, doing kind of calculations, and figuring out exactly how much money are we spending. A targeted approach would ensure that only frontline TSA personnel are getting a pay increase. Instead, TSA is proposing a pay increase across the board, including for already highly paid senior personnel at TSA. That's all right. That's where the mafia cashes in. How are you doing in Bidenomics? You having a good time? 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I hope so, Squirrel. In the meantime, the TSA gets an automatic increase to $11.2 billion. That's outside of the $1.1 for raising. So now you got $12 billion for these Qaddafi costume-wearing sloths. It's to me, it's to me, it's outrageous. But how do you stop it? You stop it by demanding it stops by cutting the budget, by slashing the ability for the American government to cast you into bankruptcy. You're certainly not going to do it. Well, there's a Democrat in office because regardless of the actual fact, they'll keep spinning nonsense. That the buying power of your paycheck is going up, and that's the kind of breathing room we're looking for here. Why don't you tell the TSA that when they want money? be worried about the buying power is going up by dynamics it's good for everybody i know it is i've got uh, ian sams i've got jared bernstein and i've got the affirmative action sideshow bob the dumbest spokes idiot for any president in the history of our country so not going to get uh, you heard you heard jared uh, the chair of cea right. talk talk specifically about the economy speak speak specifically about a major speech a major speech that the president's going to do tomorrow on binomics you've heard us talk about binomics <laughs> and how we believe has turned uh, the economy around and just not from us but from the data that we certainly have seen the data the data uh you want to talk about the cub the 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 poverty among children doubling in a year or you want to talk about the you know the actual data the one that you cook up you take out all the actual costs that the husbands and wives and in some cases kids have to kick into the family just to keep it afloat it's hotter than expected hotter than the rearview mirror and 3.7 the last time we're anywhere near there was up four percent in may and if we look at year over year core which in my opinion is the probably the most important 4.3 percent now this is interesting it's down from 4.7 exactly as expected at 4.3 but once again let's go through the litany here okay we haven't been below four percent in this metric going all the way back to may of 2021 what else happened in 2020 oh right the most obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic stole an election and was sworn in and that back then you know why they take out the key components you know energy and the rest of it squirrel because if they put it in it would be over 10%. This could be the biggest shortfall in a decade. Yeah, and it shows you the power of this Saudi-led move to extend cuts to the end of the year. It was a voluntary cut by the Saudis in July, which Russia went along with by extending its export curbs. But And we just paid Iran, who opened up the largest natural gas and oil field offshore in the history of the world. And the inbred Saudis, the ones we're killing people in Yemen and Syria for... They, uh, they cut their production, massively driving up the cost to us. And you can't see the fact that Joe Biden isn't, isn't fighting for America. He's a saboteur. 
And every day he's in office, he has the propagandists in the media, in his staff, as they destroy the quality of our life, they destroy our currency and enrich the enemy's stronghold. Rolling it to the end of the year has really ignited a very strong rally. And now OPEC data is showing that the supply squeeze that we could see in the fourth quarter uh, could be at 3.3 million barrels a day. And now the sanctions that they just took off of Iran, they're in on this scam, too. So not only do they get the money. They get the profit from Bidenomics. I think that's the part where it says it's working, Squirrel. Uh, the deficit, as mentioned, would be the biggest in more than a decade. And we're seeing both Brent and West Texas Intermediate hit year-to-date highs. Uh, again, uh, while the International Energy Agency has a different view of things, they previously forecast a deficit of only 230,000 barrels. Ah, that's all right. Deficit, schmeficit. Democrats don't care. After all, they live in such great tranquility. Their Democrat utopias spread throughout our nation, thriving, really just thriving in examples of Democrat policy success. And now we're seeing in Washington, D.C., oh. actually, the Washington Post yesterday reported that there was a sharp rise over the past year in Washington, D.C., with homicide shootings and armed carjackings. Real- now, I could play Chicago, but that's just rubbing salt in it rattling uh, the, the capital of America. According to Metropolitan Police Department data, violent crime is up 39% this year, with homicides seeing a 28% increase and sexual abuse up 6 Blue skies, nothing but blue skies. Sing it, squirrel. Percent. Meanwhile, property crime is also seeing a major increase. Total theft up 27 percent. Right. Motor vehicle theft is up 110 percent. You know what that's called in Chicago, squirrel? An improvement. In the meantime, somebody has to be benefiting. I'm sure somebody is benefiting. I mean, outside from the short and the pants mafias around the world. It's got to be the kids. Aren't they benefiting, squirrel? The child poverty rate in the U.S. has more than doubled. Just a year. Ruh-roh. That's not good. In one year, Squirrel? Year after dropping to historic lows. Stephanie Sy takes a look at new census data out today and what led to this increase. Back in 2021, as the economy reeled from the pandemic, a one-year expansion of the child tax credit led to a historic... Yeah, but the kids are going to drive around, Squirrel, in the future. You know, like the Jetsons and electronic vehicles and the rest of it, that's going to go well, isn't it, Squirrel? The electric car revolution isn't just for personal cars. Rental car companies are buying more and more electric vehicles. At least one, Hertz, has added more than 50,000 of them to its fleet. But that can come with some problems. CBS2 Uh investigator... Did it start on fire, Squirrel? No, that's just the Fords. Dave Savini talks to one mom left stranded in her rental. It's a story that's already got results. The mom and her daughter were trapped inside a dead electric rental car. (laughs) Buy one, I dare you. Don't. All right, we'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said this 
History will be very hard on the Biden years. They will realize the scandal and the skullduggery that took place. They will talk about the massive, massive destruction of the American economy. There's no question about it. The fact of the matter is our deficit is over two and a half, or really two and a half trillion dollars. Just surpassed 2.3 trillion. That's kind of big. When you see numbers come out and they're back during uh, uh, the most expensive parts of consumer price index and telling you it's only up a little bit, it's a big problem. How do you navigate those troubled waters? You go to somebody who's been doing it for decades. Tom Fortino of Alpha Wealth Group, how are you, kid? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you doing this afternoon? Or this evening, I'm sorry. Well, you, you want to know something? It's, uh, it's frustrating because um, I think the, the plan of, of, of government supremacists is kind of working. Now, it doesn't work among the people who always make the world go around. But what's happening is the, the, the climate is getting so difficult for them. They will eventually bury themselves because you can't sustain the costs of corruption, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you're seeing that in the data. Well, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is, and you, I've heard you talking about it, and then you had uh, Perry Johnson, right? he was on, and you were talking about the debt. I mean, these numbers are just unsustainable. Um, it's I call this, you know, the nothing to see here move along economy with these people. You're wondering when they're going to start to say, okay, we, we got some issues here. Um, and I'm not suggesting anyone can predict the future, but, you know, you come out with CPI, that's 3.7. You know, really, you got to look at cumulatively, what are we up, 20% or more? I'm just saying, if you even use their insane. You know, that's right? why I call them doom loop back. Democrats. It's a doom loop. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. And what you owe money on isn't worth the money of acquisition. And you've got the the amortization table of debt. And what I look at always, and I always have, is delinquency in payments. And Mm -hmm. no one talks about the fact that since Joe Biden has acquired the office, and I'm being kind, acquired the office, it has every month up and up and up. And you're seeing short sales. You're seeing deed and lose. And not just in the Democrat areas that they've destroyed. You're starting to see them across the nation. And when you see that, how is the stock market up? Yeah, it's crazy because people have said, look, fundamentals versus technical or momentum, right? So the fundamentals, you you got to just shake your head. And it's like, how is the stock market up? I mean, we don't, I don't know. I I mean, I think some of it is, you know, we started with this AI uh, emotional thing about the AI is going to really be the, the hero of, uh, of, uh, of the market. And then all that happened, and that was some euphoria. And then there's this belief that the Fed is going to reduce rates. Now, the point is, even if they do, which nobody knows, and that may never happen, there are some ideas here, though. In fact, I saw your, um, I think he's a friend of yours, of course, Jim Urio, who's a good guy. Oh, yeah, great guy. Yes. Great. Very smart. I mean, what a super nice I'm guy. mad I didn't know him better when we were younger. Yeah, yeah, you guys worked together, I bet. Yeah. And um, he's a super nice guy, but he's a sharp guy. And he was talking, for example, with the bonds, he's saying, you know, looking at your portfolio, maybe there's some opportunity to hold some of these bonds because interest rate risk is down a little bit. And, you know, you can look, see maybe some capital appreciation into next year. Um, so those are things we just want to be aware of. You know, I say people can hold some more cash right now. There's, you know, there's some strategies, again, you're probably familiar with, some structured strategies where you can get anywhere between a 9 and 11% yield. And so these are things that we can do. Might have a little risk there. I don't want to 
not say that, but no, there's yeah. some things we can do to try to keep our head above water for a while and, and see how this goes. But yeah, some things are crazy. I think it's more of a momentum play in the market. And eventually uh, it's going to work until it doesn't. And I think reality is going to hit here at some point. Well, there's also innovation of, of the, the entrepreneur themselves. And what I'm seeing is is where I'm kind of excited for a, 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 a revitalizing of some smaller private uh, financial groups is there are groups out there that are coming in and that those factoring arenas that were void they were they were knocked out by cheap money and no nonsense and and very little disclosure of loans or or, or control over mm-hmm. over debt on real estate they're coming back because now it's advantageous to have factors come in and there's guys who are starting up companies that are giving money on receivables and maybe that'll sustain the small business world a little bit so when you see the innovation of the financial minds of individuals that that's kind of exciting because those entities, those those entire industries went out of business. Yeah, I mean, things you wouldn't think of and people come in. That's the beauty of our economy. You know, capitalism is a great thing if we could only use more of it. But, you know, um, that's why you don't know whether it's going to be, you know, what's going to happen with some of these commercial properties. Who knows? There might be some things happen. There's some, you know, we see this happen um, quite often or it's happened in the past. And so, yeah, there's, we could see, uh, that's why I said, we don't know. You can't predict the, the future, no. certainly, with what's going to happen with this economy. But when you start to look at some of the things, you got to shake your head and say, yeah, something's got, something's got to break, right? you got student debt, things coming, where they're going to have to start paying at some point. We talk, You were talking about cars. I mean, I, and look at the housing industry, but car payments are up over $800. Oh, I don't know who's, who can afford a new car. But. Do you remember when we were kids? If you paid two fifty, you know I'm older. Now. If you paid two fifty, you were like you were working two jobs. You were a rich guy. Now the the average car lease is what seven hundred. It's insane, and it erodes and erodes at the at, at, at the aspect of 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 really thriving. However, there are people that have some interesting things going on. There is a tremendous amount of mortgages out there that are under 4%. This is this is something that could be good, but I'm wondering what'll happen as you see these the the inability of people to buy as as the new mortgages are 8%. People ask me, "Well, gee, what's going on with the real estate market?" Well, if you have cheap debt, you're not going anywhere. So there's an inventory uh, uh, yeah. desert out there. So it's kind of, you know, it, it was it manipulated to kind of keep people humble and keep them where they are? Because now a lot of people can't afford the flea areas they normally would. There's so many distortions. It's crazy because, there were, again, this is why you can't predict things. There was this prediction that median home prices were in a crater. They haven't. And that's right. due to the fact that the supply is, I mean, there's just so many distortions in this market. You just it's It's really a crazy market to be involved in. Existing home sales, I think the lowest they've been since Volcker was trying <laughs> yeah. the Fed. I mean, yeah. it's kind of crazy. So it's Who, just it is, it's a crazy world right now. Yeah, whose real name was Adolf? I I hate the fact that they call him Paul. But the real uh, the real the real other other issue we have is that a massive power has been given back to OPEC of which they didn't have during the Trump years, and now they're able to really drive up costs. So when OPEC, the cartel of the most important commodity on the planet, says, ah, I think we're going to cut production. And you see that they are, are going back into uh, sustaining Europe rather than pleasing America, and that there is no respect for America in the economic world. That's the, the, the part I can't really figure out how to, how to protect the future. And I'm wondering, do you see Wall Street and these hedge fund guys, are they aware of just how many countries 
have zero respect for our nation and the dollar? Well, I think you probably know better than anyone that a lot of these uh, individuals, whether they're hedge fund managers, whether they're whatever they are in the levels of Wall Street, the higher levels. And I watch some of them that it just it kind of bothers me because they're certainly not, uh, you know, America first. That's for sure. No. And, you know, on some level, they, they just either are naive to what's going on politically or they just don't care. It's one or the other. And I see some of them. And it's unfortunately, I do believe. You know, like this crypto craze, some of these these people, like you look at Fink, um, you look at Novogratz, some of these people, they kind of were, they just trashed crypto, trashed it all the time. All of a sudden, they're selling it. You know why? Because they can make a buck. I see that, unfortunately, yeah. and I'm sure that's, it's unfortunate, but I, there's not, sometimes uh, morals, some of the morals are left at the door when they can make a buck. It's really tragic. And then the other thing, you know, I remember the the Obama years. I remember his intention was to take us down a peg, and that was his idea of this insane equity or quality or whatever it is the, the government supremacists try to manipulate. But he didn't do as good of a job as, ironically, the dimwit in diapers or some call President Biden. He has the same infrastructure of Jared Bernstein. I mean, this is a, this is a fracking joke to me. Does everyone forget that he wrote destruction of king dollar his intention in 2010 was to make sure that the dollar was not the world currency and now he is the most important economic advisor to our government i mean are people this naive well you know the thing is they're able to i think you know when they talk about things whether it's the election system and electoral college or they talk about the government debt and understanding the deficit and all these things most people are just they're able to get away with it because you know, they dazzle them with you know BS. And so people really can't track, unfortunately. And, you know, and of course we have the issues with the media, but we have to kind of, uh, I think for the average person out there, as it, they, it relates to what do you got to do in this? You just, unfortunately, we have to deal with the hand we're played. And I think there's, there's uh, things are starting to turn. I think we're getting more and more. You look at the EVs, this whole issues with the EVs. Nobody yeah. wants them. They're not being sold. The whole thing is a joke. Quite frankly, I mean, I was an engineer. I worked for General Motors. Actually, I was in, and really, so I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm from the Detroit area, and I grew up as you know. Yeah. I went to high school with Mary Barra, who's the GM. I went to college with her too. But this whole EV run is a joke. You realize the sunk capital costs and building a plant, all the production and all the, the what they've done into that. It's it's kind of criminal what's happening. But I think things are starting to turn, and I think if if uh, again. There's some opportunities maybe to try to uh, – dealing with, as I said, maybe go to increase your fixed assets right now. You still can hold bonds. There's areas to get yields. And if you can do them, try to do some things before the end of the year. Um, you know, we have two more years left after this year with the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, so we got to think about that too. And they're promising uh, to raise taxes. So if you don't structure yourself now, you'll be whistling Dixie in January, right? You know, the, the historically, and I, look, I don't want to minimize taxes. I think we, I'm a flat rate, flat tax guy, and we yeah. should be there. We're not, but um, but we, historically, these these uh, these rates are low, marginal tax brackets. So I would just encourage anyone out there, you know, if you're going to do some of these ideas and you want to get growth, uh, you know, do it in a Roth. You know, you have till the end of the year to max out your 401k. Maybe switch to a Roth. That's all tax free forever. Do it yeah. when you know. When these That's tax the rates are low. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Try to do my some re- of those things. So stop planning like like I do, and my retirement will be the big game. I just got to go to the right gas station. 
That's not the plan. <laughs> no. So let me ask you. I wanted to ask you this. When I saw Goshen, whatever the hell the name of that Chinese communist company is, and I saw them yeah. celebrated by uh, Governor Pritzker, I guess. And you realize that what's happened in these plants to the real estate community around them isn't really as good as it's sold. If you are listening to us right now and you are in those areas, you should consider tapping potentially or planning on offsetting what you might lose in those real estate holdings because this company has been riddled in scandal. The the properties around their warehouses don't go up in value. In some cases, they go drastically down. I mean, people have to kind of think and forecast, if that's their biggest asset, what to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I guess one answer is you you move. I guess you get out of yeah. the state. Well, right? it's so hard because normally, you know, as I was talking to you, normally the, the advice would be, look, get a HELOC, take your money, go into some offset of uh, 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 to, uh, to inflation hedge. But the reality is a HELOC, you're going to pay 8%. So right. you're handcuffed. They've successfully handcuffed even the people who have paid off real estate equity, and maybe the timing isn't right to put it on the market because how does it affect it when they're building it? I can't imagine that's going to be a hot real estate market around Goshen. Yeah, it's you're right. It's the problem is right now, and that's why I said there's all these distortions in the market. Um, you're seeing some of these houses. I'm noticing some more and more houses are staying on because you know to to secure a loan, unless you're you're flush with cash, and most people are not selling their properties because. You know, to get the cash to purchase new properties, the cost of capital is just is a problem. And a lot of these small businesses, which you're not hearing a lot about, are really getting clobbered with these interest rate costs. Oh, think about it, because they, most of them are on fluctuating debt interest debt. Uh-huh. You yep. know, so that yep. here, so so when people go to buy a house today that's three hundred thousand dollars, just a year ago they could have bought one for six hundred thousand and had the same payment. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something yeah. people have to wrap their head around. So, what do you got on tap? For this Saturday, what are you going to tackle? Well, we got more numbers coming out tomorrow, right? You got the PPI, which, you know, I think we're going to start to see these things creep up again. The producer price index, which are these input costs, that could be pretty important. You got retail sales, which have really been flat, you know. And so there's other numbers coming out. And uh, so we'll see what happens. I, you know, there's a lot of scary things. I'm not saying abandon the market. Again, you got to stay, you got to have exposure to it. But I think there's maybe some minor moves you can make here to try to protect yourself, and uh, and then we'll go from and there. Don't fade it. Whatever you do, I got a lot of horror stories of guys that tried to fade this behemoth. But the, you know, when you when you are when you look at the revision in some of these key numbers, you know, I think this is kind of what I, I, I really they, they're meaningless. When you see unemployment numbers revised a hundred thousand plus for the last nine months, and it is not on any news organization, mm-hmm. that is criminal as well. Yeah, these numbers are revised. The surveys, respondents have been down dramatically. They don't talk about that. You've got from an 80% response to a 30% response on some of these things. They still publish the numbers. So I don't know if these numbers, a lot of them are valid. We know it. We're living. So um, I, I just, just think just of the guys it. who used to, you know, the, the hedge funds that are supposed to. Their job mm-hmm. is to offset and trade on information. These guys are putting hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars into the market on one number, that is absolutely bulldung. It's insane. It's insane. And how do you sustain any kind of integrity 
with government numbers? And my answer is you don't. So to tell you the truth, I used to get all excited and I'd just wait up for the number and I'd, you know, pretend it mattered. You have to wait till the next month. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. Yeah, it's it's scary. It's yeah. scary. Alpha it's Wealth funny. Group, tell them where they can go and uh, the number. Well, you can always give us a call at 630-934-1855. It's 630-934-1855. If you have questions or want information, or go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com, or listen to us on Saturday at 9 a.m. So there it is. Love it. Thank you very right. much, Fortino. Tom Fortino, Thanks I appreciate you Thanks. and the knowledge. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. Bye, we'll Sean. be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Boom, boom, boom. A lot of drama in Washington, D.C. And that's the time the opportunist scallywag comes to town. That's really the explanation from uh, Illinois' very own Secretary of State. I find him to be despicable and disgusting. Thank you. Let's just build on what, what has been said. How do you say your name, sir, Alex? Uh, uh, Alexi Janulius. Okay. Alexi's fine. I want to see if I got... The- never heard of... Lindsay, you never heard of Broadway Bank? I mean, after all, the American people gave $383 million so that this scoundrel, this scallywag, this whore could walk around in a $6,000 suit. Point here. A public library is supported by public dollars. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, are you telling taxpayers of this country, just shut up? Uh, is All you worry about is your kids don't have a voice about how your taxpayer dollars are being spent and what kind of community you're living in here? Because you're a parent and you don't let your $3 read something, is it possible that the other things, that, that the books in question may hurt the community in the eyes of parents? Can a parent, a taxpayer, complain under this theory, or should they just shut up? Oh, come on, Lindsay. It's like you've never been to Chicago, Illinois. You'll shut up. And this two-bit whore, who looks a little sweet to me, him and his oligarchs, his shirts and skins basketball team, they'll tell you what to think. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Hey, thanks for the call. Anytime. I mean, oh, you, just picking up. I didn't call you. You called me. But all right, we'll we'll figure it out. I'm out at a range all day in Indiana and everything like that. So uh, citing in some of my Second Amendment uh, uh, items and stuff like that. Yeah, don't don't incriminate that. yourself. You'll end up with a proctal exam tomorrow. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> they got all these out in Indiana. They're free. The state pays for them. They got a like form here in Indiana. You just drive out there and you can like cite in a hunting rifle and all that kind of thing. And they pay for it. They take care of it. They got all kinds of things here in that. And yeah. it just goes to show you the difference between, like, from one state to another, just next door to each other. So the law-abiding citizens can basically have a nice time out. The guys go out, sight yeah. in their uh, hunting life. And, uh, but you could never dream of it in Illinois, which is a shame. Yes, you're right, buddy. And uh, if Alexi shows up, it's the proctal. Uh, I would make the exact argument you are. This is about... Um, no, we're decision. not making the same argument. My argument is you just said if you've got kids, you police your kids. Otherwise, just shut up and trust the library system, the school system. Let them decide for your community. I completely, totally reject that. If you, I don't have any kids, should I shut up? I pay taxes. That's the key. 
See, these Alexis, they don't really pay taxes. And when their Ponzi scheme to loaning money to short-in-the-pants wannabe butter-handed mafia Democrats craps out, the people who pay taxes bail them out. And what happens? He goes to Washington, D.C. with a smile on his face. He's lucky we're not Japanese because Harry Carey isn't just a restaurant or a baseball announcer. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We take care of Here's a nauseating nauseating fact that I knew was going to happen. Illinois Executive Inspector General Susan Haling says 177 state employees appear to have defrauded the Federal Paycheck Protection Program, also known as PPPP. 177 Illinois state union fat-ass gangsters stole PP money. That's a disgrace, isn't it, Squirrel? Well, that's nothing. For the budget of 2024, Homeland Security, $103.2 billion. Of the $103.2 billion, $60.4 billion is discretionary. They can do whatever they want with the money. Turns out when you realize that the Biden administration is full of saboteurs, communist sympathizers, an all-around American-hating scourge like Mayorkas, Alejandro, the very rare, but they're out there, bald Cuban, communist sympathizer. All of these statistics make sense. Sandra, this congressional uh, hearing by the Subcommittee of Homeland Security was held in the 9-11 Museum today, and the focus was about the evolving threats this nation and this city faces since that horrific attack 22 years ago. Now, he means the ones that we're supposed to think are not just from the Democrat mafia, but outside the country. Well, how are they doing on protecting, you know, the homeland with our $103 billion? It's hard to see which money has been stolen or misappropriated more, this or the money to Ukraine. Include cyber and lone wolf attacks, for instance. The border crisis was not supposed to be the focus today, but Republicans on the panel made clear that the border crisis should be the focus and that it could be the number one nexus for the next terror attack. The U.S. Border Patrol reports encountering 146 suspected terrorists or people on the terror watch list at the southern border. This. Wow. You know what, Squirrel? It's still less than the Illinois state employees that stole the PPP money. So always look at the bright side. Let's go to another Democrat voter, the Cream Puff Jim. Now, did you get the PPP loan? Are you one of those skylywags? Real quick, real quick. You're you're talking about Ponzi. The original Ponzi in 1920, the guy did an altruistic act. He was working in a hospital before he got his scheme off the ground. And a woman came and was burned over like 60% of her body, and she wasn't going to live, and she didn't get a skin grab. Yeah. So, so he said, I'll do it. I'll give her a skin grab. And the doctor said, are you sure? It's the most painful thing you can think of. Anyway, Ponzi gave, that was his name, Ponzi. He had about 16 names, and his last name was Ponzi. Yeah. And uh, right from the old Sacramento. And anyway, he, uh, so anyway, the guy was so altruistic that he, now he went through the pain, which had been for two at least three weeks in, in agony. Yeah. She said she needs, she needs even more skin. 
She said, well, okay, give me, take it off my leg. Well, anyway, that was Ponzi's first act in America. And then he, well, Ponzi went on to make a bundle. But anyway, yeah. No, 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 no. He didn't make it. He swindled it. And you know where he well, thrived? Yeah, yeah, but he, in but the really Democrat sewers. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> He figured out he figured out that you could buy stamps in a foreign country and he thought, Jesus, you know, this this could work out right. But I mean, you know, then all the investors started coming in the office and they're going, We want we want in, we want in, we want in. So he didn't know what to do. So yeah, he, he, real quick. he was a victim. You know what? Now I'm starting to think why you vote Democrat in Chicago. Ed Burke, Mike Madigan, and Ponzi, they're victims. Listen, they'll give you a skin graft. You are out of your freaking mind. Isn't it beautiful? You got to love You absolutely have to love how they justify the insanity. He was very magnanimous. Ponzi, you know what? I think you should get the Nobel Peace Prize. It'll make a lot more sense than Barack Obama's. Robert in Oak Park. Yes, Sean. Your story of the EV person yeah. uh, trapped, the family trapped, you know, yeah. they, they yeah. manufacture, they sell in magazines and, and whatnot, an escape device, you know, that sits on your key ring. Now, <laughs> I, I do fire service stuff. And I know we, we, ne- we never, we never thought we, you know, I, I used to see these ads there. Who, who needs? Now, since EVs came, came about, you know. Wow. Yeah, Anybody you buy an EV, you need you need a tool to break the window. It's a very good point, Robert. It's not on the brochure of the EVs. In fact, Dave Savini, who, by the way, hey, Dave, did you ever hear of a salad? You look like you've been working out with, with Pritzker. Dave Savini broke a story for Channel 2. The electric car revolution isn't just for personal cars. Rental car companies are buying more and more electric vehicles. And at least one, Hertz, has added more than 50,000 of them to its fleet. But that can come with some problems. CBS2 investigator Dave Savini talks to one mom left stranded in her rental. It's a story that's already gotten results. The mom and her daughter were trapped inside a dead electric rental car. No help came. It was a nightmare that continued when they got hit with mounting bills, too. I've never driven... Squirrel, so, so this is an amazing story. Not only does the woman get forced into taking this EV on a road trip, it's not charged. Wait, wait, wait do you hear? And Hertz then, they said, you know what? You still owe us money. An electric vehicle, and it would not have been... My first choice. Becky Liebau from the village of Gurney was taking her youngest daughter on a trip to see several colleges around the country. The intent was to fly in to certain locations, drive to another school, and get in as many as we could. And it turned into a nightmare. It was quite a disaster. A disaster that started the moment she found out Hertz did not have the regular gas-powered sedan she reserved. When she showed up at the Hertz rental counter, they told her they were overbooked. All they had left was an electric vehicle. He said, the only thing I have is a Tesla. Otherwise, we have nothing here. Do you want to take this Tesla? It was closing time. She was stranded, desperate, and took the Tesla. Did you even know Big what mistake. to do with an electric vehicle? Definitely Big. not. No. No. Nobody explained to you how to operate the car? No. My daughter was using her phone to Google how to 
basically operate the car overall. Becky says the car wasn't even ready for the road. The tires needed air, and she soon learned the battery was less than halfway charged. I know it had 90-some miles, and that was it. She was mostly in... Maybe that's it, that Jennifer Granholm was trying to solve. What is it called? Range anxiety. (laughs) Rural areas and couldn't find any Tesla charging stations. She found other types of charging stations requiring an adapter like this one. But Hertz never gave her one. So they rented you an electric vehicle and they didn't give you the proper adapter. Correct. There was no adapter. As they searched for a place to charge, the car went completely dead. What happens when a Tesla battery goes completely dead? Well, we learned that everything shuts down on it. You're locked in the car and Hertz is coming after her for towing fees and overages. You can't get a slip and fall Democrat scumbag lawyer to sue the hell out of Hertz? 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Chinese Communist Battery Company. Gets massive, massive money to pretend they're opening a battery plant in Illinois. All to build these junk cars. Now, if you're traveling in a Tesla and you can't bring along a CPS honor roll student who's very good at breaking windows and getting in and out of cars, maybe you should join the energy department. Biden's energy secretary getting the cops called on her while trying to promote his green agenda. Jennifer Granholm roasting about a four-day multi-state road trip before things took a really bad turn. We're starting our road summer road trip. There will be taking electric vehicles on this road trip. And I'm very excited to point out all of the investments that are happening. The caravan of electric vehicles quickly ran into problems with broken chargers and occupied stations. And after one staffer came up with the idea to block the only working charging point port with a gas car for their entourage, NPR reports, quote, a family that was boxed out on a sweltering day with a baby in the vehicle was so upset they got boxed out that they decided to get the authorities involved. They called the police. They didn't realize <laughs> Jennifer Granholm is a mafia oligarch. And you have to wait your turn. You know, Squirrel, I have decided I'm going to be a terrible communist citizen. There's no question about it. I'm listening to how the Chinese communist pimps to the Democrat mafia whores, how they run their society. I think it's going to be terrible for us, Squirrel. So in China, for example, God, this is going to happen here, I think, too although maybe people will fight it. If a traffic camera catches you jaywalking in China, the digital ID system has you, has your blood now, has your genetic code, has your photograph. It can identify how you walk. So even if you can't see a face, you can be picked up by gate. It will convict you of jaywalking and take money out of your bank account with no intermediating judiciary at all. And show a picture of you to the people in the neighborhood so they know that you have jaywalked and reduce your social credit score. And if your social credit score falls below a certain level, then you can't buy drinks from a vending machine. You can't play video games. You can't go on a train. You can't get out of your 15-minute city. All that's already in place in China. That's going to suck when it gets here. What are they going to do when they see me walking, not only jaywalking with my Sean Thompson Show shirt that says I prefer my women without balls? I'm going to lose all my money. Kevin in Austin, Texas. 
<laughs> uh, you, you stole my thunder on the Jennifer Granholm thing. Oh, I don't see what the problem is. I mean, you just have to be you know wealthy enough to have somebody go stand in line for you. It's like people who do that at Disney or some of those other places. They pay people to stand in line for them. Now, yeah, it's re- completely <laughs> ridiculous. I'm glad that you pointed that out. I yes. do want to say this. You were talking about interest rates earlier. And what it does is it prevents people from moving. So less people are able to move out of Illinois. No the kidding. The alternative is, if they're there, is to get involved and take over the GOP. I don't like the current GOP, but take it over from bottom up. There are four oh, brother, you're going to have to deal with the velvet rope. You heard the story about that. What, what's her name with the big hips, the Amish woman hips, even though she's a Mormon? Uh, Romney's niece. What the hell's her name? Rona? You heard what Rona? She loves to keep out all the all the enemies of uh, of the oligarchy, right? Because her uncle's one, she's one. Would you know that dingbat's name if her uncle wasn't Mitt Romney and they had her grandpappy wasn't his father? Her claim, her claim, her claim to fame was that she got Michigan to go for Trump. But the thing is, it doesn't Please. matter. She also it's yeah. also about she was a grass. Her claim woman. to fame is she ate that Sunday at Disney that nobody else could eat. Thank you very much, Jeff and Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Yes. They always tell me about all these electric cars, that failure in in Bloomington Normal. Yeah. Now we see another car. Now we see the bus company, right? Another um, failure. Yeah. Not to mention, Jeff, the, there, the, is, the, there the is no fire. way, Sean. There is no way, Sean, that these electric grids can sub- can do this. No, of course not. It's just a money grab, Jeff. You're in Gary, Indiana. You've seen enough of it from the Chicago Democrats. In the meantime, that's all this is. The whole thing's a scam. And Mitt Romney celebrates spending us into oblivion and supporting the scam. Because that's what he is, a scam artist. I don't know, Squirrel Show. I make an enemy of him. Apparently, he's going to be Jesus in the next world. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.